0: the adjustment period, an emotional or behavioral reaction to a stressful event or change in a person's life. I sort of feel like everyone and their mother, anyone in their orbit is going through one of these right now, and I don't think it just has to do with the retrograde. I think there is a lot to unpack here, so welcome back to Someone Gets It. back in this little bubble with you. I was overwhelmed with the positive response for my first episode and I'm just really excited and inspired that people are interested in this content and in just talking about the elephants in the room, the things that we often experience and want to find that place to talk about. So thank you, thank you, thank you to each and every one of you. And I'm excited to dive into this topic, which It's funny that I even say this because honestly, last year I was struggling, like peak struggling because of an adjustment disorder. Look where we are now. Now we're talking about it in front of who knows. um, (laughs) we're, We're facing the beast. So adjustments happen, right? They can be short. They can be long, they can be deeply personal, and they can be outwardly facing. They can be things that we actually just see in the world around us that make us feel unsettled or unsure or just confused about life in general. So I think the the biggest kind of hit from adjustment periods or adjustment disorders is that their impact is not necessarily measurable. I think that if you look up an adjustment disorder and I'm speaking on this because this is something that was newly introduced to my life last year but if you look this up there is a three-month period that's associated with an adjustment and I believe that this period is very very flexible and that it can take six months, nine months, it can take you know, even shorter weeks to move through something. And I think the basis of it is habit building and habit deconstruction, essentially. So when I was first diagnosed with an adjustment disorder, it came with anxiety. This was something that I noticed, you know, right off the bat. I was like, whoa, I am super anxious. I really just feel like the world is caving in on me, and I don't really know how to cope with this feeling, um, I'll set the, the framework. So I was working an internship at the time. I also was moving into an apartment alone for the first time. So I was surrounded by friends. I was surrounded by people that made me feel comforted and supported throughout the obvious change going on in my life. And I was also entering the last year of college. I feel like a lot of these these early shows will be about college related things because I'm coming into myself, okay? I'm becoming an adult. But I remember during this period, there were distinct moments where I I was just like, someone save me right now. There's a lot going on. And I say this from a place of privilege and knowing that there's so much opportunity in balancing a lot of things in diving into uncharted territory. But there are moments when you can just feel very, very overwhelmed. Distinctively, there was one day that sort of set off this, this um, spiral of events that told me that I, I needed to really hone in on what was going on and that there was a real problem. And that was when I was in a meeting in a Zoom call <laughs> on my dining room table, which for anyone who is working remotely or taking classes remotely, I feel for you because that can be a lot. And I remember looking to my left and there were about nine boxes stacked up, my moving boxes. And I was like, I just, I was like, I want to unpack those boxes. First of all, mentally and physically, I want to unpack those boxes. And then I remember being like, but I can't. I felt like there was a lot physically happening around me and I felt that my attention was, was being, I was being asked to focus on this present moment that was not really feeding me in return. And I just felt like the space around me was just dead and I still hadn't decorated. I just felt very kind of like low in this space and I think part of this comes from my nature of being a perfectionist as well and just being kind of obsessive about things being done and feeling kind of comfortable in in a space um, a little bit sooner than probably anyone would, especially when you're just moving in somewhere. But I remember I shut my laptop after the call I was on. I started ripping open these boxes and I just realized that no matter what, I was not going to get through them as quickly as I wanted to. And... I started crying and it turned into a whole moment of me being in this space alone and hearing my cry in a way and with an echo that I'd never heard before because it was that silent and that empty. And the next thing I did was look in the mirror and realize quickly that it was me and myself in there. Like, hey girl, I... (laughs) I I recognize that you're crying. I see you. Um, But uh, very simply, it's just me and you right now in this moment. Okay, I'm here right now and who I have is me. And and I'm not going to lie and say like, oh, I had this great moment of being just, you know, there was a downpour of wisdom in that moment and I just overcame all of my anxiety and, and stressors and whatever. I took a hot shower. And that was kind of the beginning. That was like, I literally was like, I don't know what to do or where to turn. And I was really, really in a moment of tunnel visioning. So I jumped in the shower and I was like, I know that I can wash my hair successfully right now. I was like, if there's one thing, it's kind of like when you, when you feel like there's a lot going on in your life that you can't control and you're like, I'm going to make a peanut butter and jelly because guess what? No one can mess that up. Not even me. And I know I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself, but I know also that I can perfect, I can make it peanut butter and jelly. So I took the hot shower and then I calmed down a bit and I was like, hmm, I don't know if that's going to be the last time that that feeling overcomes me. And it's probably day 13 in my new apartment. So I want to start to figure out and be proactive about where my mind takes me during those moments and where collectively I feel like I can't handle what's going on. So for other people, for you or for someone you know, this could be something that is more prolonged. This could be the experience of a breakup, of heartbreak. This could be the loss of someone really important in your life or the distance from someone really important. This could be also the the remembrance and sort of the the reckoning, the nostalgia of a creative spark you once had, of, of a passion that you were once in love with, but now feel like you don't have the same eagerness to develop. It could also just be, and especially during this quarantine, it could be the warmth of physical touch of being around people. I know that For me, I was, even though it was like this catch, it was this weird situation because even though I was close to people, when I was in that apartment, I felt so alone. And I felt like all of my, everything around me was heightened. Like anytime I took a plate out of my cabinet, it was extra potent. Like I I could, I could, I felt especially loud (laughs) and I felt like everything that I did was just for me by me. I ate so many meals alone and I did I don't know. What I am getting to is that it can really be anything that is causing you to feel like you don't have a grip or like you are experiencing something that you never have. And oh wow, I'm really good at this old version of life. Like I know what used to make things feel effortless. But Unfortunately, that doesn't support me right now because I'm just in this state of change. What I began to see pretty quickly was that our minds, not just me, but my, my friends, my family, our minds and bodies were placed in an unfamiliar incubator when the pandemic started. Um, and when many people, including myself, kind of had to pivot and, and try to understand what was going on in a new way, it was like we had to find our flame again for life in general. It wasn't just about, oh, I'm, this is something that, you know, is going to surpass. I can continue and just, you know, everything is rose colored. It was actually like, wait, I'm going to th- this is challenging me to really f- rediscover who I am and what I care about um, And that was something that hit me like a brick. Like I, It wasn't just this one moment where I took this hot shower. It was like, that was just the start of this domino effect of moments that I knew I was going to have to face and would be facing repeatedly. I think that something really special too about this first moment of realizing that there might be something deeper going on with me was when... I started to kind of question the importance of solitude and if I felt like I could handle it, to be honest. You know, if you really think about that, a lot of us are fortunate to be surrounded by people and places and environments that are stimulating, that keep us moving, keep us distracted. And distracted is kind of the key part of that because when we don't have that flooding our every corner all around us. We start to see that, okay, ultimately, I have myself. That person looking in the mirror who is very teary-eyed and doesn't know what's going on or how to control it is ultimately the person I have to be a really, really good friend to because they're the one who I have till the end. Ride or die, baby. Like, that's it. You know what I'm saying? So I think that as scary and as overwhelming as it was... That first peek into solitude reminded me of how important that time would be for growth and for me really evaluating where my happiness was coming from and how I could better understand how I wanted to curate the environment around me to to sustain that. So the semester continued. I went through phases. I started to kind of, it helped that I lived by Trader Joe's. Okay, let's be real and Target so I'm not gonna lie I think Target's one of the happiest places that you can go even if you're just browsing I think the main point is to browse but when you go to Target you're just like you know what I came in here to buy to not buy anything probably but say you're just you're like I'm gonna get a just a soda I'm gonna get my favorite soda but no I'm gonna go in I'm gonna browse the candle aisle first of all Great place to start, but you're going to buy one, most likely, because it's just addicting. All that to say, Target was a great place that I went to, to to manicure kind of like a a homey space, you know, to start off with, with this adjustment period that I was going through. Trader Joe's, like their snacks, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to get carried away here, but I will say that those two places, you know, really made me feel at home when I was struggling to make my own place at home. Beyond that, (laughs) I started to think about how I could train my thoughts. I was realizing that whenever I would have these moments of panic and moments of extreme anxiety, feeling like I could really, really map out every single adjustment going on around me and the fact that I couldn't handle to think about it all at once, I tried to step back and actually observe my thoughts. I tried to understand the fact that A, they were thoughts and that I could kind of see them as, you know, if you imagine like a speech bubble with a bunch of scribbled out cursive and numbers and a bajillion things in it, you're not meant to read it all at once. It's it's just impossible and overwhelming. So I started to realize like, okay, my brain, my brain is actually like creating this, like from a recipe, like this isn't just me, this is like... Literally meant to be overwhelming if I look at it all at once, and that started to help me understand how I could learn which thoughts to trust first of all, which thoughts anchored me in reality, and which thoughts continued to push that spiral feeling that uh can lead you really, really down you know a deep a deep end i I kind of started to latch onto this idea of okay when i realize that i'm going through a moment of overwhelming myself and you know that's for me that's usually coupled with negative self talk as well i can step back and say okay i see you thought i see you i know what you're trying to do here i see you cooking in the kitchen You're trying to combine everything going on in my life and make it seem like it's one big target aimed at my head trying to take me out all of a sudden. When I know in reality that it's unrealistic for me to expect myself to perfect every single thing going on at once. I remember after a few months of, you know, planting this seed in my head about training my thoughts, getting more familiar, comfortable with my thoughts, um, and also kind of these easy you know, trips to Target, trips to Trader Joe's, things that I knew I could control. I also wanted to spend some time at home. I wanted to revisit my, um, my family. This was a particularly hard year for so many people that I know, but one thing that a lot of people found comfort in and still are finding comfort in is those, those moments when you can really feel connected to the people and places that have been there for you all along you can kind of just melt away for a little bit and really focus on yourself. So I went home. I spent that time to reset emotionally, physically, even academically. And during this time, it's really, I think it's really great when you have sort of an oasis that no one really knows about. The people who are close friends of mine, they know that I like to retreat sometimes, not in the sense of, blocking everyone out for a little bit, but literally just going on solo adventures, doing things intentionally alone that could be perceived as social events, aka like concerts or (laughs) any sort of artistic endeavor. A lot of times I like to do those things alone. And I think that when I'm home, I feel like an even greater sense of freedom in doing that. So I went on a lot of walks and at home, I'll say that's one of the things that I do a lot because there's a lot of green. Thankfully, we love we love Georgia for its nature. Um, But I use this time to really get more comfortable, familiar with the adjustment I was going through, but also, again, with those thoughts that would repeatedly show up. I was trying to figure out, okay, when are they showing up? What are things that are triggering me? How will I begin to kind of differentiate and make progress with my mindset when these things come around? That's the whole point of an adjustment, right? Like you're building habits, you're breaking habits. I began to sort of identify these really golden moments in the stillness around me. It could have been a moment of sun peeking through the trees, a a final sweat when I was finishing a really difficult run, even the concentration in painting or doing something artistic and focused. I noticed just a peak of happiness, like a little sprite. Like, you know, when you you're watching a movie and there's a depiction of like a starry sky and there's one that just twinkles and Maybe you don't know that, but I do. <laughs> Imagine a star twinkling, um, and it's kind of unexpected. It's just in the midst of a lot of other stuff out there. I was finding those twinkles in these like very, very subtle ways. And it was specifically when I was at home, and I I started I started to realize like, okay, I know that I'm in a different physical space, which does help a lot. But I'm also recognizing some work that my brain is doing naturally to retain positive energy and just inklings, things I could hold on to that were really organic. These little peaks through were very, very interesting to me. Um, and I started to really see the power in them. I was like, wait a minute, okay, we're on to something. I started to find. A way to cope with my struggle, a way to work through and make progress and do the next right thing by seeking out these free, what I, what I call gifts. And I'm not talking about samples from Costco, okay? I'm not talking about unexpected packages in the mail. I'm talking about free gifts that are literally around you right now in the room that you're in. If you look around you might be in your bedroom, you might be in the car, wherever you are. There's something in your environment that can really, really bring back a memory, a moment, can excite something in you. Right now, there's a guitar next to me, and honestly, I love it. Even though I haven't played it, it's collecting dust. If anyone wants to, you know, teach me how to play guitar, let me know. Um, (laughs) There's something kind of in this space that's allowing me to feel inspired and hopeful. And I truly believe that there's something like that everywhere you go. The reason I believe that is because I've developed that mindset and I'm still working on it, but it has done wonders for me in navigating my adjustment period, allowing me to see the world in this brighter way. I think adjustment periods are made easier when we accept what we cannot control and what we can, and when we work steadily on our mindsets, seeing the life around us, and it's the same thing as actively listening. It's being intentional about what we're looking at, and that will funnel in a ton of beautiful, energized um, things around us that that transform the way we see the world and the excitement with which we approach the world and the people around us. Each day is honestly a gift. I know I know that's cliche, okay? I know a million people have said that, but really I think that that's the key. Seeing the simple as extraordinary and knowing that the simple is often what we can control, what's in our favor, what's around us without searching. And it's a really beautiful thing. Those are the silver linings that I think should be the main star of the show. I went back to my apartment and I had a refreshed point of view. I'm not saying that it was perfect, but I came up with this sort of analogy that would allow me to really check in with myself about where my happiness was falling and how I could understand where I was holding my value, right? Like what in my life had the most value? And if that was serving me, if that was sustainable, or if if those things were not working. So close your eyes, unless unless you're driving or just directing something. Please, dear God, don't shut your eyes. Imagine this pendulum. And this pendulum, we can call it like the happiness meter. Okay, so imagine like a cute little pink pendulum, and it is at the center of your heart and of your intuition. Everything about it is important because it's going to ultimately guide the way you act, behave, treat others, etc. And if our regulated, most balanced self, our our normal happy. is at the center point of this thing imagine that the furthest left point is mundane simple pleasure so effortless pleasure this is like opening your eyes to the smell of fresh pancakes this is watching sunlight pour in Um, this is maybe just hearing one of your favorite songs come on this could be scrolling through tiktok okay you have these simple pleasures that you really don't you're not really investing a lot of yourself in and you also um know that you know for a fact like they're not going to really let you down and you can you can control them 99% of the time you can control these these types of pleasures and then on the furthest right side there is the happiness that we bet on so there's circumstantial pleasure there are things like winning a sports game there are things like Acing a midterm there are things like landing your dream job, and again your your most normal happy self is really a combination of these two, but there's a distinction right on the furthest left side, we have things that we can control, but we're not we're not trying to control because we see them around us, and we often take them for granted on the right side a lot of times we we really really try to control these things and Those are the things that you're not going to necessarily be able to guarantee will provide you a sustainable form of happiness. And I think that throughout adjustment periods, you're navigating this pendulum the entire time. And I think it's, you know, it's it becomes a focal point because you're trying to understand in a time of so much craziness, how can I anchor where am I going to feel centered, supported, sustained. That whole idea totally transformed the way that I was able to understand, okay, I, I feel like right now for me, the things that I, that I would try hard to control, the things that are circumstantial are surely letting me down. Like anything that I'm putting my, I'm like putting a lot of, you know, eggs and, and baskets and I'm just betting on like, okay, maybe this night, like maybe this, oh my gosh, that was not working. And I started to pivot back towards this idea of, okay, hmm I'm waking up alone. So what am I going to do? I can make myself some eggs and toast. I can put on some music. I can light a candle so that the environment is smelling nice. I can walk outside I can say hi to a stranger, even if it's not someone I know, I can probably find someone on the sidewalk to say hi to. The more I focused on those things and built them into a routine for myself, it was like such a breath of fresh air. I was no longer trying to find happiness and and perfection from things that I, I knew could potentially rock my world and make me want to go into a cocoon and, and hate everyone around me. Like I wanted to feel as genuinely and organically happy as possible on my own because I knew that I would be at the end of the day, living alone this time in my life forced me to kind of spend much more time with myself. So I, I had to figure out, okay, what, what's it gonna be? What's gonna be my anchor? I say all of this because a period of adjustment can really begin to feel like a permanent state of being. Like the world is out to get you. And there are so many moments and and people and messages and things that will tell you, oh, this is the right way to turn. This is, you know, look at me over here. I'm going to help you out. And I think a lot of those things do help you out. But I think without the moment of solitude that I had, the period of solitude that I had, I wouldn't have really, really discovered that the things that are going to continue to help me earn the happiness in my life are things that are completely in my control and in my reach. And they're things that I can share with other people, that I can look forward to each and every day, even if I'm having a nine to five work day, I genuinely think that it's, it's about the mindset and it's about knowing what's gonna work for you and really being honest with yourself. Where are you on that pendulum? Where are you able to find a sense of balance? And what's it gonna take to get there? It's gonna take the commitment to yourself but also checking in with yourself and allowing yourself the grace to figure it out because you can't necessarily figure some of it out without just trying and throwing things out there and experiencing moments, you know, like the shower moment I had. I think every bit of it leans into the growth to come. When we look for those free gifts or those those simple pleasures, there's a true magic We open our energy back up to life in a new way, and the process of adjusting gets a little bit easier. Whether you're moving across the country, you're experiencing some sort of heartache, you're trying out a new passion, or you're just very self-aware that you're finding yourself, which I think everyone in their 20-somethings especially, 30-something, whatever, is experiencing, know that there is a real power in mindset no matter how long this period will be for you, you can, you can really start to understand yourself a whole lot better. And then when you're having a glow up, when you're having the best period ever, when you, when you feel like you're kind of moving out of the adjustment and more into this healthy grade A version of yourself that you're just madly in love with, then you'll realize what it took to get there and you'll be prepared for the next time things come around. Cause that's, you know, not to be too inspirational, but that's, that's the journey of life is really knowing that it's all a cycle too. So my challenge to you this week is to figure out where you're at on that pendulum. What is it that's going to make you feel the most sustained? Um, And to remind yourself, hey, bestie, hey, hey, I am in a period of change and growth. There are growing pains. And like I said last week, this too shall pass. So I hope that you liked that little story, um, that you were able to connect with a part of this. I'm really excited to hear what you all think about adjustment periods and where we're all at right now also, I think literally today my computer just turned off I think everyone at work was just like there's actually something in the air beyond all of the natural things that that we're experiencing anyway thank you for listening I'll talk to you all soon bye-bye